0: Welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast, the podcast all about Clark Kent and Lois Lane and a lot of news to get into again here, a lot of random stuff going on in the world of Superman. Again, some exciting stuff, some stuff I'm not so sure about, but some sad news to talk about at the beginning here, and that is the passing of Richard Donner. Uh, If you are anything like me, you've probably read a lot of articles in the recent days or, or videos, watch videos, and memories, and looking back on the, the life of Richard Donner and the career of Richard Donner and stories from, from cast and crew. And it's a sad day. Uh, he made it to 91, lived lived by what all accounts looks like a great and, and terrific life and influenced a lot of people in good ways. But it's always sad to see someone... Uh, you don't know personally, but influenced your life in some way. Pass away and Donner, along with recently Ned Beatty, um, of course going back to Margot Kidder not that long ago, Christopher Reeve years ago, a lot of important people around Superman the movie have passed on and it's sad to see, but what a, what a life, what a career for Richard Donner. Um, you never, I never really feel comfortable looking into the personal lives of celebrities. Uh, it's not really my business. And also you don't know what to expect. You you hope they're all great people and do wonderful things, but you never know really what they are like and, and what, what, what they might be like behind closed doors. And so I don't want to get into that a ton, but By all accounts, lots of great stories from people who knew Richard Donner personally and how he helped them, how he influenced their lives, anything from, you know, helping them out, casting crew members or funny stories. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the Gene Hackman, the trick Dick Donner pulled to get Gene Hackman to shave his mustache for the role of Lex Luthor and things like that. Uh, So sad Sad, but a lot of great memories uh, for Richard Donner and, of course, his, his work on Superman. But but what a career as a director. Arguably one of the most influential directors ever, if you, if you look just at his, his resume. Of course, Superman. Going back to work on, I think, Twilight Zone and Gilligan's Island, breaking in and TV. He did The Omen. He did Goonies, Scrooge. Of course, the lethal Lethal Weapon franchise, which is one of the biggest action franchises of the 80s and 90s. And there was even talk recently of him doing a Lethal Weapon 5 uh, as recently as this past year. Unfortunately, it's, he's not going to be able to work on that. But what a what a career. Uh, Superman-wise, of course, what can I say? Uh, uh, a lot of people have said better things than I can come up with right here. But I'm not into to rankings usually or things like that. But it would be tough to argue if someone wanted to say that Outside of Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster creating Superman, that Richard Donner is the most important creator to work on the character of Superman. I don't, I'm not going to get into lists or arguments or anything like that right now. But outside of creating the character, obviously everything builds on previous stuff. And there's, there's the Fleischer cartoons, there's the radio show, there's the serials, there's the George Reeves series, there's all kinds of other Superman stuff. That builds on each other, but you can argue that 1978 Superman movie is the biggest pop culture moment that Superman ever had, and its success is for a lot of reasons. Uh, you got to give credit to the Saul for believing that a big budget Superman movie could be made. You've got to give credit to Tom Mankiewicz for rewriting the script the way he did, and. The casting of Christopher Reeve, of course, being so so brilliant to embody that character. But all of those things, sort of the Salkines, obviously, comes back to Dick Donner and his vision for the character, his approach to the character and to doing Superman justice on the big screen. And we could pick nits about Superman the movie all day or his work on Superman 2, but by and large, he pretty much nailed it. And it's it's a wonder to see where Superman would be if not for getting that movie so right uh, and and making it so loved by such a large number of people. And just a great job of pulling so much of the Superman mythology correctly or accurately. Obviously, he, they added some things for that movie, but by and large, it is the Superman mythology of the previous 40 years brought to life on screen there. And you see struggles. It seems like there's always talk of constant reinvention or recreation or new takes and all of that uh, to various degrees of success. And you even hear recent stories like Zack Snyder and David Goyer. Snyder recently talking about how WBS. Well, why does he have to be from Kansas? Why does Why does Superman have to be from Kansas? Why do the his parents have to be named that? Why do we have to do things this way? Uh and David Gore talking about well, why? How do you? Why are you going to blow up Kal El's ship at the end of Man of Steel? How's he going to get back to Krypton? Not not realizing that Krypton's supposed to explode. So a lot of that goes back. Applying that to Richard Donner, I'm sure he faced so many of the same things and had so many of the same opportunities to rework the Superman mythology I mean just look at the next big budget superhero franchise in Batman and how many liberties Tim Burton took with with Batman mythology and Batman and especially Batman returns and and going down different avenues and and all that Richard Donner didn't really do that he the beauty of Superman the movie is at no point do you think of it as... When watching it, you don't think of it as Richard Donner's Superman. You think of it as Superman. He is bringing Superman as he knew and researched and everything to life in all its glory. He's not trying to make the Richard Donner. I think that's why, one of the reasons why it's so successful, along with so many other great things there. So, Superman the movie, and Superman 2, obviously great work, and he got, you know, fans still wonder, including myself, if. If he had continued on with the franchise, where it would have gone and had he not been replaced for Superman 2. Uh, we do have Superman, Superman 2, which he filmed a lot of, and Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, and his legacy lives on in so many things. In Superman, you know, direct directly, directly seeing his influence in comics and other media of Superman from then until today, including some work he did in Superman comics, and and other superhero stuff. Looking at Batman Begins and films like Wonder Woman, borrowing very directly from Superman the movie, the format, the the tone, all kinds of things from that, and as much as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, going back and watching that movie before going into production on films and things like that. So obviously a huge influence. Uh, he will be missed as a man and as a, a filmmaker, and... I guess the thoughts are with his family and loved ones. Uh, I guess I'll start on the movie side with news of an Injustice animated movie. If you don't know what Injustice is, of course, it's based on the 2013 video game Injustice Gods Among Us, which also had a multiple tie-in comic book series, and now there's going to be an animated movie based on both the video game, it sounds like, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the 2013 video game *Injustice: Gods Among Us*, as well as the year one comic books, which give the backstory on that. So, if I'm if I'm rem- remembering correctly, my Injustice knowledge, I'm not a huge Injustice super fan, but there are elements of Injustice that's basically there's a flashback event that is set five years before the main story of the game. And loosely spoilers here, the game is essentially Joker destroys Metropolis, tricks Superman into leading the death of Lois Lane and all kinds of other stuff in there. Some, some horrible stuff, so Superman breaks bad, if you will, kills Joker and starts taking uh, the world into his own hands. So very controversial, very... Not well loved against from from most Superman fans the Injustice storyline, uh, yeah, uh, showing an evil Superman and this is kind of the main main thing people point to when they talk about evil Superman and I've mentioned it many times in the past. It's become a, a major thing in pop culture the last decade or so, especially every Superman adaptation has hinted uh, that some. Somewhere in the multiverse, or or somewhere out there, or if Superman, something happened differently, he would not be the world's greatest hero, but the world's greatest villain. Uh, And it it looks like a pretty impressive voice cast here. Superman-wise, Justin Hartley, known for playing Green Arrow on Smallville, is going to be voicing Superman, which is an interesting choice. Uh, Laura Bailey will be playing Lois Lane, and Zach Callison as Jimmy Olsen, and Kevin Pollak as Jonathan Kent. So I don't know how much that's in there. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the Injustice games. I get the allure on a surface level of, here's this whole entire DC universe where things go wrong. And so you can show a lot of different characters and bounce throughout the entire Earth and show what's going on and, and how things would be changed. If Superman was bad, but I'm not someone who subscribes to the theory that if Superman lost someone close to him or many people close to him or an entire city that he loves, he would become uh, such a terrible person. And I don't I don't like that. So I, I don't like seeing that he's one bad day. And, and if we're talking about the killing joke here, if we want to say that the Joker winning of Superman being one bad day away from being the world's. Uh, greatest villain. I don't. It's not a, a take on the character that I am a fan of, and apparently the year one comics get into that more and more and explain it longer. Um, but uh, again, that's not something I'm terribly excited of. Uh, visually, I saw the first look image. It looks. I don't know. It looks fine. I guess it's based similar animation style to the Mortal Kombat movies, which I haven't seen the animated new. Mortal Kombat movies so I'm not terribly excited about this uh you know I I, if Injustice went away I don't think it would be the worst thing ever but if they're going to do it someplace they're going to do Injustice anywhere these direct to home video movies are probably the best place to do it because most people watching these are already fans and they know this is not quote-unquote how Superman and how these other characters are necessarily supposed to be. So, they're probably already familiar with the storyline. More used to the concept of what this is, so I think that's fine. If they did a live-action $200 million Injustice movie, I would be very disappointed. Uh, you know, it's some of my why I would, would be apprehensive about Zack Snyder's Justice League 2, for example, because it's a very similar concept in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I... I get this. This will probably do well and sell well, and the Injustice comics do well. Uh, you know, if, if that's a good thing for Superman, I don't, I don't think so. Um, there's a difference between the short-term boost of this weird concept that can make a lot of money versus taking a look at the bigger picture and what's best for these characters are showing wildly different versions of them a good thing in the long term. Uh, I'm not so sure about it. Um, but it looks like it's going to debut on home entertainment this fall. Maybe I will dive into the year one comics. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can stomach it, uh, seeing a Superman that's like that. I think me and maybe a lot of Superman fans would be much more interested in Injustice if the bad guy was not called Superman, but he was called Ultraman and was never raised by the Kents or anything like that. I think that would get rid of 90% of complaints about Injustice from Superman fans. But I get that you probably, well, it doesn't sell as well as, oh, Superman breaks bad. You know, it's really just a video game gimmick to get DC characters to fight each other. Come up with a reason for DC heroes to fight each other. And it has turned into a relatively big thing. But we'll see. Um, I'm assuming this is definitely going to be R-rated just because that's been the trend. More and more R-rated animated films from DC. And this, they'll probably want to go darker. So uh, I'm not surprised there if they go that route but yeah i i could see a a series of injustice animated movies i don't know how long it will go i ideally this will lead to the video game ending as is kind of what i would like to see if if they're going to do this if you're going to have an evil superman show a good superman and why the, the quote unquote real superman would never do this could be interesting but we'll just have to wait and see how they, how they judge that, how much from the video game, how much from the comic book they take. So yeah, it's going to be on home entertainment this fall. Uh, I would guess late September, early October, or something like that, based on past history. Uh, so yeah, if you are looking forward to that, you will be getting it soon. Speaking of other home media, I guess we'll get into other home media right now. Zack Snyder's Justice League has a release in the U.S. A physical release. It's going to have 4K and Blu-ray release on September seventh, twenty twenty-one. It has been available overseas for a while. Uh, I've actually imported the steelbook from France, a French French version of it. Everything works fine. It's a it's English audio and everything like that. It's it's completely other than the the outer case describing what's inside it's all completely english probably the same exact discs so this is cool i'm glad this is getting a release it doesn't have any mention of a digital copy being included so i would bet against that as they want to push hbo max but hopefully it will get a digital release of some kind and can be purchased on digital retailers but i'm glad this is this is getting a release and it's not just gonna be an HBO Max exclusive. Uh, I I like owning the Superman stuff and having it, and with Superman stuff anyway, I usually get uh, the regular 4K edition as well as the Steelbook, so I've got the Steelbook already and I can get the US version of the regular release. Glad to have it, looking forward to uh, adding it to my collection and watching it on disc. Along with that, the complete series of Smallville is coming to Blu-ray for the first time. Previously, only seasons 6 through 10 were released on Blu-ray. 5 and 6 were also on HD DVD. It's going to come with a digital copy. It's going to carry over all the special features, I think, from that big DVD box set. And it's going to release October 19th, just after the 20th anniversary of the pilot. And I think that's the same release date as Superman and Lois Season 1, so it could be an expensive day if you are like me and very interested in those two releases. But this is great. I, again, I like seeing I like seeing all of the Superman stuff in the, the best possible quality uh, physically. I'm still hoping for those the Reeve and Routh Superman movies to be released on 4k. and you know I'd love a remaster of Lois and Clark and, and the older Superman stuff to Blu-ray, but I'm glad Smallville is finally coming to Blu-ray and it should be probably the best quality it will ever be released in, knowing with where physical media is at. I think most of the later seasons of Smallville especially were shot in 1080p, so it, they could do a 4K release, but it wouldn't get as much benefit as some things. It could, it could still be a better release than anything, but I don't think that's likely to, to do a 10-season, 218-episode box set on 4K. So this is probably going to be the best Smallville ever looks for the foreseeable future until some weird technology comes along with AI that can upscale things in super advanced ways and everything, but uh, yeah, this is really cool, really glad to see this. I've got the digital HD, the early seasons of Smallville are available digitally in 1080 p I've never been released physically that way, like I said, and it looks good, it looks. It makes the DVDs unwatchable, it's a almost, it's such a, a big upgrade, so... Definitely something I'm looking forward to. It is pretty expensive. It's like the MSRP is about $180, but that will likely come down, I don't know, something like $125 or so or less by the time release date is here. Just based on how that normally goes. That sounds like a lot. But compared to years ago when they were releasing seasons on DVD with no H no digital copy, just standard definition quality also for $45 a season, uh, $125 or whatever it ends up being doesn't seem so bad for to get them all in Blu-ray and get them all in digital HD uh, with all the bonus features. I don't, I don't, I don't think that sounds so bad. Something I'm very excited about. Um, so elsewhere, there's been some information director, Chris McKay, who did the Lego Batman movie, and he just, just did Tomorrow War and was doing press for that talked about what the Lego Batman movie sequel would have been. One of the places he talked with was Collider, and it actually would have been a Lego Super Friends movie, the sequel. It would have been more of a Justice League movie with a big focus on the Superman-Batman relationship, according to him. Lex Luthor and Omak would have been the villains, and Lois Lane also would have been involved. This sounds like it could have been really cool. Uh, WB has let the their contract with Lego or whatever lapse, so there will not be any more Lego movies, so this is not going to happen for the foreseeable future or anything. But this sounds like it could have been really cool. Uh, I enjoyed the Lego Batman movie. I think it was really fun. Could have been really fun getting a movie like that with Superman having a bigger role, Lex and Lois also involved. Sounds great. Uh, bummed we're, we're not going to have it. You know, There's arguments to be made anyway that you shouldn't have a, maybe a live action justice league franchise with an animated justice league franchise going at the same time uh i don't know if that's the best way to maximize those assets i think this is a cool way to bring other fans in the lego but you know having ben affleck's batman and will arnett's lego batman in theaters the same year being so radically different again kind of going back to what i was talking about with injustice is that the best thing for the brand i'm not so sure i know i know all of us can get that and accept the differences and, and know why they're different and everything like that. But I don't know if the average consumer who sees Batman v Superman and Batman's mowing down criminals and then sees the Lego version of him joking—if that's the best thing—again for for the movie franchise. But in an isolated sense, it sounds like it could have been a really cool, really cool film, really fun film. It's something I would have liked to see, and who knows, maybe down the line they can. Figure out a way to, to do something, with this in some capacity. Towards the end here, the the last thing I wanted to talk about was Justice Society World War II. I will vaguely be getting into spoilers here, uh, loosely. This is not something I had wanted or had planned to watch the animated movie Justice Society World War II. Uh, but a little bit of spoilers here, and then I got I found out that Superman would in fact be in it, so. I had to check it out, obviously. had to buy it and and watch it. Again, spoilers here, not so much for the movie as a whole, but for Superman's involvement, and maybe very loosely of the movie itself. But it is set in the world, started with Superman Man of Tomorrow. It has a cameo from Darren Criss as Superman. It is a follow-up in some ways set after the end of Superman Man of Tomorrow. Uh, so I will, uh, I'll just come out and say it. Superman fights Brainiac in it. It kind of starts with a Brainiac fight. So cool way to include Superman in this. And then it involves the flash and dimension hopping and everything like that. Uh, the unfortunate thing is if this is, if this is a new universe and we're going to see more from the Superman, hopefully going forward, if that's all there is of Brainiac, that's a bit of a letdown. Actually, it's quite a bit of a letdown. He wasn't particularly great or memorable, and it was kind of a brief thing. You know, Superman fighting Brainiac is just this brief thing. I don't know. He's a fraction of the time of Lobo in Superman Man of Tomorrow for an example there. Uh, so that would be letdown if it is the, the Brainiac of the universe, and that's all we're going to get from him. I will say, since they've done Superman Unbound, other than the death of Superman, these animated movies haven't really repeated themselves, so Superman Unbound was a really good animated movie, a good Brainiac, so I'm guessing they weren't planning to do a straight-up Superman versus Brainiac in this universe anytime soon, so I can understand that if it's just a fun nod and everything like that, but it is a little bit of a letdown. Uh, Now here's where I will really get into spoilers, so if you haven't seen Justice Society World War II want to watch it, you might want to jump off, but... We go to this alternate Earth, where the Flash goes to anyway, and he meets this Justice Society led by Wonder Woman and, and everybody else out there. And the, the big surprise, the big reveal, is there is a reporter working undercover supporting the Justice Society. goes by Shakespeare. He kind of looks like Clark Kent with a mustache, because it just is Clark Kent with a mustache. He has a bit of a different background, upbringing from the main Earth, Superman his parents died when he was younger so he never became Superman um and has not now he does eventually get pushed that way um so yeah I, this was kind of bizarre to be ins- to be honest uh I think this was a generally a good fun and entertaining film for the most part a decent justice society I would have maybe flipped around some different characters here and there, things like that. I would, you know, maybe I would have liked to see some things differently, but I thought it was pretty fun and good and entertaining overall. Give a good look at some supporting characters, but I thought the Superman stuff was a little weird with what they did. Again, like this, this multiverse is being pushed down our throats and literally just about everything Superman related these days. You know, it's a huge thing in the comics, Superman and Lois, uh, Live-action movies are going the multiverse way. There was just Crisis on Infinite Earths, for goodness sakes, on the, the CW. So they're, again, continuing to push it down our throats. This, I don't really see the point of this alternate Superman. I guess I would like to see a Superman. You know, I'd rather see a Superman on this Earth than not. And it is pretty cool when he shows up. But I think it's just bizarre. I'm not sure what the point of it was. Other than to say, hey, this is the multiverse, you know, this corporate push, there's a multiverse, things are different in different places and all that. Uh, I guess part of it is seeing the Justice Society there, knowing Superman, knowing Kal-El was alive and around there. It's weird to me that there are costumed superheroes. This is just a me thing. It's always weird to me whenever there are costumed superheroes on an Earth before Superman. I My headcanon, and sometimes it's explicitly said and... and comics and everything like that, Superman appears, decides, or Kal-El appears, decides to become Superman or become a costume character that gets named Superman, however you want to do that. That's kind of the inspiration for all those other heroes. So again, it's weird to see all these other heroes around before Superman exists. Showing the differences, it's weird. Um, Again, with the multiverse, I don't hate the multiverse, but it would be much more interesting to me if this was going to be, if you're going to meet an alternate Superman, meet Jerry O'Connell Superman from the death of the Superman, the universe with the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, or going back to the DCAU, crossing over with this new universe or something like that, other than randomly throwing in a different Superman and not knowing what the long-term point of that is, uh, is weird. But um, it is pretty fun and it's good to show up. I like where things are left with the main universe and what could be the formation of the Justice League and where everything goes from there. Uh, so, again, I'm still... I liked Man of Tomorrow. I didn't, I didn't think it was perfect, but I liked it, and I want to see more of that universe, you know, see the next story in that Superman's life. And I don't know if this, this is more of a side story that he has a cameo in. Yeah, but I, I'm still generally entertained by these movies. I think this universe seems a little more... Lighter toned, a little more fun, a little more more of an adventure than the previous universe, which could be a good thing. And so I'm I'm liking it. I'm just kind of curious when is Superman gonna show up next, and and when we're gonna get another solo Superman movie, or is there gonna be a Justice League movie next, or or how they're gonna handle all that. But I'm I'm mostly entertained so far, and looking forward to more. I think it was just weird the choices they. Had with the alternate Earth Superman and and why they needed to. and there was also a showcase short. They're back to doing those. Commandy, the last boy on Earth, might be worth checking out if you are a Superman fan. Uh, it's based basically an adaptation. I was surprised when I was watching. it. I was kind of excited. I was like, "Wait, are they actually going to do this?" And to me, it looked like they very much did it. It's based on Commandy number twenty nine from back in nineteen seventy five by Jack Kirby, Mighty One, which uh, very famous cover for Superman fans. Uh, you might want to watch it. Uh, you know, again, Superman doesn't show up, but uh, it does pay some respect to the character. It's kind of weird, and also, in some ways, I, I don't mind this so much as an alternate Earth. Or, it's a weird story. You know, The existence of Commandee in general is weird, and where that fits on the timeline, and does that have to be a an Earth where this great disaster happened? Is that an Earth where Superman ever existed? Or... Anything, if you you know, if you think about it too much, it's it's kind of strange, but a, a neat basic concept, Jack Kirby's kind of Planet of the Apes type thing, so worth watching once if you if you're a Superman fan. That's kind of it. I know there is a news of a Val Zod limited series from HBO Max. Michael B. Jordan is going to be producing and possibly starring in it. Uh, again, I don't really talk about other Supermans on the show. I'm not. If it's not Clark Kent, I'm not terribly interested. So, you know, Jonathan Kent or Val Zod or whoever uh, that doesn't impress me. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is great. He's looks like a superhero. He should be playing one and very charming, very likable. I've, he's been great in everything I've seen him in. Uh, so he should be playing a superhero for sure. Val Zod. Is Val Zod one of the top 100 DC superheroes? Probably not, but he's, they can slap the Superman name on it and get more buzz and attention. So I don't think it's something I'm going to be watching or checking out. <laughs> but the really weird, bizarre thing is just how WB just doesn't have a huge, cohesive plan yet. Like Apparently, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Jordan, we know he he had talked to WB a couple years ago about doing a movie. WB ultimately passed, and then... Recently, HBO Max reached out to him like, "Hey, do you want to do do something like that with us as a limited series?" And he said yes. And WB apparently didn't even know about that. So the like the just whatever the plans, uh, the planning and structuring and and thought process process for for using all these characters just seems like such a mess. Still from WB from the top down that one hand doesn't know what the other one's doing and and everything like that and that just hasn't changed with the AT&T purchase (laughs) maybe it'll change with a discovery purchase or, or merger whatever uh but it just it's shocking to me that they could just have no idea what the others are doing and what's maximizing the best way to to maximize these characters and everything um so Again, I don't think they should. Ha- I'm not. <laughs> I don't think you should have a bunch of different Superman flying around. I know a lot of people are excited. A lot of hardcore fans are excited about it. Uh, and it could be cool. But I think just throwing out more Superman stuff. I talked last time about how it's, it seems like AT&T knows at least Superman's a big deal and they should do stuff with him. And so they're starting to do a lot of that. But it seems like they're just throwing things at the wall and sort of, you know, are they going too far and just flooding the market with superman stuff and it's just going to dilute it all and uh you might have three four different versions of superman but if they're all out there at once are are any of them really going to pop or are you just dividing the pie up uh, for how many people are interested in each one rather than having one version of superman that 90 percent of people can get behind or at least hope to to like having three or four different ones that some like aspects of one or two, and then there's going to be some fans, of course, who are just so confused or or put off and thinking, gosh, if you can't even come up with one Superman that I should support, why should I support any of them? (laughs) So if you can't have a definitive Superman, why have any? So I don't know. I think it's a bit of a, of a mess. I don't, I'm not going to boycott it or anything or or wish ill on Valzad. I just think it's a a weird, a weird thing to uh, be throwing out there. There's a lot of other characters that I would rather see michael b jordan playing and and having a limited series in and without the name of without just throwing out another superman related thing to to try to maximize on it in the short term but we'll see how this all shakes out it's still very early so that's all i have for today thanks for listening and i'll be back soon